This is the TV Podcast with Chuck Thomas and Greg Scott. Bruce Forsyth has announced that he's stepping down as the presenter of BBC One's hit show Strictly Come Dancing after a decade fronting the show. Are you happy to see Bruce go? No, I'm not. You know what? A lot of people, myself included, have criticised his performance in recent years. He's not the Bruce of old. He's not. But now he's said, I'm not doing it anymore. Well, he's doing the odd special here and there. But now he's said he's not doing the regular show anymore. There's a sense of, oh, no, no. It's the end. It really is the end of an era. And uh, whether he'll ever do a full series of anything again uh, is questionable. I, th- I think it's very sad. It really is. As he departs, we're going to get some reality show oik coming in to, re- to, well, not to replace him, but to take the space he occupied, and that saddens me greatly. Well, uh, Bruce is quoted in the Daily Mail today as saying, the reason why I stepped down was because of the constant abuse I had on Twitter from oh. TV <laughs> presenter Greg Scott. <laughs> so, Greg, I think you had a hand in this. Hey, hey, you were... I know he's not on Twitter. <laughs> no, he's on, he's on Snapchat. But you, were, you weren't very nice about him, so in a way you must be a little bit pleased. It, it upset me for him. Mm. I am a huge Bruce Forsyth fan. You know, for me, one of my ultimate heroes. Uh, I just think it's a shame that he got to the stage in his career where people did criticise his performance. Mm. And it undermined all the work that he'd done before, particularly, you know, the generation game, play your cards right, prices right. And, and uh, it's a shame. He, he should have gone years ago. To, to protect the name. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not going to be the same without him. Now, when I read that press release, it did remind me of the press release that Simon Cowell put out uh, a month ago with Fox. You remember when Simon said he was leaving uh, <laughs> the X Factor in America because yeah. he was too busy, it was time to step down? Well, yeah. it did make me think, was Bruce pushed? I think I don't think we'll ever know the truth. I think only the two people, or well, maybe three or four people who are in the meeting, will ever know the truth. But um, I think he'll have been goaded in a direction, shall we say. <laughs> Bruce is 86, so I suppose 86 is a good time to retire. Now, you're cracking on, you're cracking on a bit, Greg. Do, do you think that maybe it's time for you to retire? I think the television industry <laughs> has retired me, so let's just leave it at that, shall we? I'm 45, by the way, everyone. And Thanks. And I've got another 41 years in me. <laughs> now, will you miss Bruce's jokes? Because um, his jokes were probably the thing he was least liked for in the end. I think it was more his delivery of them, to be fair. <laughs> because I've, I've said this before on this show, Bruce, even at his peak, was never any good with autocue. He was never any good with it. He was always stumbly. He was at his best. And even now, because this is the thing, on Strictly, he's all autocue. And if it had been a format where he, where he was free to ad lib, you watch him on a chat show now. You watch him on the One Show or with Alan Carr. Mm. It's still there. He's still got it. But I think it's a pity that on a show that is so tied to mm. reading everything, something he's never been good at, people have been extra harsh. Um, I'm, I'm almost in tears here. <laughs> I agree. No, I, I think it's funny that a lot of TV producers don't realise that old school comedians aren't actually very good at autocue. And actually... But presenting, yeah. No, but for instance, Michael Barrymore, uh, whatever you may think of him now, was one of the greats, but yep. always really bad on autocue. And it just they surprises let- me how you get a lot of comedians, and they're doing it now with Lee Mack. They're taking Lee Mack yep. and they're stuffing yep. him into these formats where they say, you have to do this, this and this. Mm-hmm. And they don't realise that with a bit of creative freedom, you could have something really special with these guys. 
You're absolutely right. And there's a show on Challenge TV called Timeline. Yeah. Hosted by Brian Conley. Brian, you could get an hour of incredible television out of Brian by simply pointing a camera at him with an audience and letting him go. And it would be more magical than that quiz would ever be. But he's tied to a format. And mm. I can't blame him for ta- Even though it doesn't suit him, I can't blame him for taking it because it's the only way that this man, this incredibly talented and likeable guy, can get on television. I totally agree. And actually, I think, funnily enough, Ant and Deck, although many people might disagree with me, I think they fall into that category as well because mm-hmm. I really, really, really love, love them on Takeaway. Yep. But I can't watch their other shows. I just find them very staged. But the second you put them in Takeaway... They're, they're brilliant. It's genius. I mean, it, it is still auto-cued, but it has to be. It's a live but there's show. There's a, a lot of room for ad-lib timing. There. But at the same time, there is ad-lib. Yeah. There is there that just lets you connect with the audience. Mm. And uh, they were at their best doing Saturday morning TV, doing SMTV Live, because it was so wild and so... It, it, was, it was unscripted. To a degree, it had the skeletal plan, but they would just let go, and that's when they were at their best all those years ago. Now, who would you like to see take over? I'd like to see Graham Norton. I think Vernon Kay uh, would be great PR. I don't <coughs> like Vernon, but I think, as their husband and wife, it would be great publicity for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it will probably go to Mr. Entertainment Nick Knowles. Uh, who do you think? <laughs> Mr. Entertainment Nick Knowles. That is what you said, isn't it? I yeah. can hardly tell because your tongue was so far <laughs> in your cheek when you said it. That's what his agent's uh, calling him, Mr. Entertainment. Mr. Uh, Entertainment the star of Nick Saturday Night Game Shows, Nick Knowles. Uh, so apparently he has a very strong chance. What do you think? He's a painter and decorator, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Everyone's going to start somewhere. Uh, who would I like to see take over? Yeah, Gra- <laughs> Graham seems to be the obvious choice. There's a bit of there's talk of Tony Beak. Sorry, Anton de Beck. Um... <laughs> There's talk of him maybe in the frame. But, you know, it's a case of, can he do autocue? Yes, he's Uh, great just talking, but we've not seen him as an anchor anchor (laughs) for anything. Well, Nick Knowles is famous for his autocue. He's an anchor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Greg, we have to move on. Uh, More great news in the world of showbiz this week. Uh, The posh couple from Gogglebox are in talks to star in their own chat show. Channel 4 are hoping that Steph and Dom will interview celebs in their B&B. Now, this sounds like a fresh new take on the chat show format. Are you excited? No. I had a row with someone on Facebook. That's not like you. No, I know. (laughs) I had a row with someone on Facebook the other day about this. Was it them? And no, it wasn't them. No, no, no. <laughs> the thing is, Steph and Dom in the goggle box format are superb. They're hilarious. They're likable. They're, they're brilliant, right? <laughs> it's I, I liken this to someone in a pub leaning against the bar telling people jokes. They can be the funniest people in the world and everybody loves them. But if you were to put them on stage at the O2 in front of 15,000 people to tell jokes, it'd be no good. And that is the problem. They did a chat show with Sharon Osbourne. Everybody loves Sharon on The X Factor. She sucked doing a chat show. Anthony Cotton on Corrie. They love Anthony Cotton in Corrie. They didn't love him doing the chat show, and it would be the same with these. I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, I understand the thinking behind it, but yeah. they've not thought it through. Well, I think this is always going to happen. Gogglebox, I mean, it's doing incredible. It, I think it's actually the number one show on Channel 4 now, so they mm-hmm. were always going to get spin-offs. But I agree. I think, 
It's probably the simplest way of doing a spin-off, but not the not the right way. I wouldn't particularly like to see them do that. But I think there's other characters in that show you could do other things with. And I think it's always interesting when if you take somebody from that show and do an obdoc or you take them to another country for a one-off or you do some kind of story that involves them, as, as development producer would say, on a journey. Um, <laughs> but I think the idea of just putting them in a chat show, it just seems lazy. It's just lazy to me. Yeah, not thought through at all. Not thought through. Sounds like our industry, and whoever that exec is has probably been promoted. Um, <laughs> other great news, uh, Noel yeah. Edmonds has said that the BBC is sleepwalking towards disaster. He's announced that he wants to buy the organisation and turn it into a commercial enterprise. Now, Noel previously ran Blobbyland in Somerset, so he has loads of experience. <laughs> what do you think? Good idea? Oh, no. You see, I've always liked Noel. I think he's a superb bloke. I think he's a great presenter. That's never going to happen, is it? You know, is this an elaborate gotcha on all of us? That was the TV podcast with Chuck Thomas and Greg Scott.